All right, y'all. This is Never Out of Bounds. And we're going to get it in on this uh, beautiful California Wednesday afternoon. And one on the street is uh, North Korea obviously thinks Trump is a sucker. Now, they have been continuously upgrading their nuclear reactor. And it's used to fuel its uh, nuclear arsenal. Now, this is via satellite images from 38th North. I've talked about them before. If you want any clarification or to look at any of these images, I suggest you go on there now uh, to 38north.org. I'm not too sure if they're private or uh, government ran just yet or, uh, you know, federal or whatever uh, or anything dealing with the military. I don't think so. I think they're pretty independent. Uh, they're pretty much independent. Uh, but what they do, do, what they do have is satellite images of uh, construction uh, being done right now at a site called Young Beyond. Uh, this was also a nuclear plant. And these images were taken a couple days, a few days ago, actually, on June 21st. So this is pretty recently. Uh, this is after the summit. This is after that. This is after Kim Jong-un has promised to uh, denuclearize uh, North Korea in order to, in order for uh, a peace treaty with the U.S. Now, they've, they've also uh, upgraded their cooling system to their reactor and they built a, a um, excuse me, a engineering office as well as some support offices as well. So. Like I said, it looks like they, they think Trump is a sucker and they're going to try to low key do their own thing. Um, <laughs> and of course, looks like they might try to play some of the different on the cameras. You know how these guys are. Now, we're moving right along here. Now, we've had some more uh, congressional races throughout the summer. Uh, the Democrats are trying to take back control of the House and the Senate. Uh, and one of those major races took place uh, a few days back, a couple days ago. Uh Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has won her primary in the 14th district, beating out Joe Crawley. Uh, this is the first primary in that district since 2004, which is pretty interesting uh, because there's a lot be there's a lot over over the past uh, year or so, more so within the past couple of years. There's been a lot saying about uh, there's a lot being said uh, to the fact that the Democrats have become a little bit um, stale. Uh, they, you know. There hasn't been a lot of changes going on with within here. So this is a, a good thing to see because there's like I said, there hasn't been a primary in that district since 2004. Now, Ocasio will be uh, 29 uh, heading into the next year if she's elected in November, which will put her at the youngest member of the Senate at the moment. And she has also worked with Bernie Sanders and Ted Kennedy. Now, her platform uh, has been universal health care and education, also gun control, as well as uh, ending the private prisons, which I'm I'm definitely a fan of, and also disbanding ICE, uh, which um, I, I, I understand where the sentiment is coming from because uh, she's coming from a district. Well, if she wins the nomination here, uh, she wins the vote. Uh, she'll in November. Uh, she'll be encompassing a district that consists of the Bronx and Brooklyn. And uh, at this point in time, this area is 50 percent uh, has a 50 percent immigrant population. And it's a large, predominantly Latino community with people from more, uh, more, uh, more notably Puerto Rico. Now, this is why all these changes are very interesting. Uh, 
it's 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 to me it's very funny to see a a, a district where it's been uh, racially um, not necessarily well racially uh, inclusive racially uh, I guess spread out but they've had the same candidate representing for the past uh, since 2004 so it's interesting to see a new face there uh, one thing I do want to add is she is a member of the Democratic Socialists of America so of course my white wing pals my conservative pals can take that what they will the other side will have tons to say about uh, the Socialist Party not all good um, however uh, it's and it's on a bigger scale it's also looking as though the left in terms of uh, liberal ideologies and the Democratic Party is is going more left just to counter the Republicans and the conservative district, which are going more right, uh, more right wing. So uh, it's it's interesting to see those those very those, those variances uh, beginning to pop up within our community. I think it's actually uh, great. I think it's fine uh, that we we are having these different approaches. I think uh, we needed we, we actually need to be more grassroots as possible, meaning the communities. Uh, we need to, this is more uh, opportunity because this is pretty much what, like I said, this community uh, is a rep is, is 50 percent uh, immigrants and the majority of them are Latino. Uh, she happened to tap to tap into that demographic. That's who she is. Uh, she's third generation Puerto Rican. Uh, her family not necessarily immigrated here uh, because, you know, we all know that uh, Puerto Rico is a uh, is a U.S. territory. But the community itself and what she lives in uh, the Bronx and Brooklyn, these are areas of high uh, immigrant uh, concentration. So, uh, she became a voice for those people. She became a representative representative of those people. And if we're, if we as voters, uh, you know, if we're going to continuously vote and, and exercise that freedom, uh, quote unquote, uh, we need to be aware of who these, uh, officials are that are running for these offices. She obviously was from that community. She lived in that community. Uh, she, um, basically ran a grassroots campaign in which she was out raised 10 to 1 by her by Crowley uh Joe Crowley her competition but she was still able to win the competition because uh the race because she was able to tap in to her community to her true community that she represented you know um if we want to see changes happen which leads me to my point that I've been making if we want to see changes happen you I and us as a conglomerate um, maybe, maybe all, you know, uh, hopefully all ideology, not necessarily the same ideology, but in terms of, you know, understanding where we are politically and where we need to be established, I think, you know, it's, it's definitely going to happen more so when the community is involved as, as, as much as we just want to vote and just want to just have the vote count and just vote for whoever they put on the ticket. Um, this is a prime example of, People doing their homework, understanding who's on their ticket, and uh, take with the take take the socialist tag as 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 how you will. Uh, but for one thing, what 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 messed Joe up is he didn't even want to show up to the debates, which would tell me that she must have been superior to him in some way in terms of her platform, what she was bringing to the table. And in in all reality, people are changing, and and what they what they are what they are uh, wanting politically is starting to change. And whether it's Democratic or Republican, we don't want the establishment that neither one of them has been putting out. That's what that's what it's coming down to. And I think it's a good thing to see. Um, now, 
my question is when is it going to start happening in our community as in black folks community i say what you want i you can you can sit there and complain and say well hillary wasn't this trump ain't this well who is going to be uh the that kind our our opposite of that who's going to actually champion our rights when is that person going to come and when that person comes along what is going to be our what is going to be our plan to put that person over the top and strategize for that person that that's what we if we don't want to be that person if we don't want to be that politician then then, you know, we got to be able to support the people that are. And that's something we don't do. And we should be. With that, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. We're going to have some sports news. So y'all stay tuned. Thank you. Say, here I am. On the road again. Yeah, yeah. This is your man, El Jamal. You know we back into it. And uh, what's going? let's get into the sports news. Let's start off with this World Cup here. And uh, let's go through uh, Let's go through the scores right quick. Now, uh, Costa Rica tied with Switzerland today, 2-2. Uh, Serbia, uh, actually, Serbia lost to Brazil today, 0-2. Uh, and, oh, the big game today. Uh, was Mexico going down to Sweden 0-3 uh, this is the uh, fourth straight round of 16s for Sweden this is their biggest win since 94 and uh, Mexico was able to get some sh- uh, some help today South Korea was able to shut out Germany uh, this is their eighth straight round of 16 appearance in the uh, eight years however uh more into this game uh this was this was a close affair um it was scoreless until the second half i thought mexico was playing a little bit a little bit sloppy they had a couple yellow cards including uh 15 seconds in with, uh, excuse me, if I'm not mistaken here, let's see. Jesus, yeah, Jesus Gallardo. Now, that was, that's a uh, World Cup record. Now, and it just, like I said, it was a couple yellow cards throughout the game. Just a little bit sloppy on Mexico's part. They also scored a goal on themselves in the second uh, second half. But in terms of Sweden, uh, Ludwig got it hot. Uh, Ludwig uh, Ludwig Augustuson, excuse me, he got hot at the 50th minute. He scored the fo- uh, first goal, and then 12 minutes later, here comes Andreas Grand uh, Grandquist. Uh, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that, but you know, with the World Cup, all these new names, all these cultures, I like it. You're getting a chance to learn a little bit of something. So here I am trying. Uh, so it was, and like I said, with the with the uh, the the own goal on Mexico by Edson Alvarez, like I said in the second half, it kind of was a sloppy game for Mexico. Uh, they needed help from uh, South Korea just to get into the round of sixteen. I was a little bit disappointed uh, just because they seem to be one of the better teams, uh, but maybe maybe I have to look more at the stats. And I think one of the things that I was missing here was maybe offensively they weren't as potent as I thought they were. Uh, but still a good game on Sweden's part. Uh, again, um, surprised me. It surprised me because, of course, I'm a casual in terms of soccer. I didn't think Sweden was that good. Apparently, I'm wrong. This is their fourth appearance, fourth, fourth straight appearance in the round of 16. So I should hush on that. But that's okay. You can be wrong.
it's just, it's just life. Now, uh, we have some round 16 qualifying matches. Well, like I said, these are already people who qualify for round of 16. Round of 16, excuse me. We're just going to go through the matchups here. We're going to have Uruguay versus Portugal. We got France and Argentina. That's gonna. These are all going to be Saturday games. And then we got uh, Brazil and Mexico. I think gonna, is my opinion, at least between all the people that I know, this is probably going to be the biggest game because I have a lot of Mexican uh, fans and then I have a lot of Brazilian fans, uh, Brazilian. Uh, so it's going to be that game right there. Oh, yeah, that that's game going to be lit. I think so. I got a lot of uh, fans of Brazil in general. I got a lot of fans that I know that are, uh, that are rooting for Mexico in general. That's going to be the big game. But me. The personal, the, the soccer fan that I'm trying to be, the, the student of the game, I, maybe this is just me trying to go over and beyond. I'm trying to look at uh, Spain and Russia. Like I said, um, I was very interested in the group that Portugal and Spain were in. And uh, I wanted to see just how just how far that group could go in terms of whether or not they could get at least two of those people could get to the round of 16, which I wasn't. I'm. I was right. I was pretty sure that at least one. I was hoping for Iran. I'm not too sure how they do. Uh, I don't think they made it this time around, but I was definitely going for two in that group. So it's interesting to see Spain and Portugal both in it. And, but I really want to see that Spain-Russia matchup. I think that should be interesting. Uh, the other matches we have, um, I think these are Saturday matches. These are going to be Croatia. We got Croatia and Denmark. Uh, and then we also have Sweden and Switzerland. We also have a couple playing matches. So there's a couple spots uh, to be determined. Uh, th- these will be de- determined, I believe, between tomorrow. Yeah, by tomorrow. So by tomorrow, we will have the rest of the uh, the 16 mapped out. And I will be giving them to y'all and the rest of those matchups tomorrow. So off to the NFL. Now, Janoris Jenkins, he's not necessarily in hot water. But uh, a situation occurred at his house when he was off in Florida. Uh, a body of a producer, uh, up and coming music producer, Roosevelt Renee, a.k.a. Uh, Trip Beats. The body was found at his in his basement. Now, his brother was originally a person of interest, but now it seems uh, that he's being charged for aggravated manslaughter in, the, in his death. Um, like I said, uh, this was, it looks, it, it seems to me as though Janoris is, uh, is cleared of all allegations. Uh, it's just weird that it was all at his house and everything like that. I guess that if anything, you'll give him a, a you know, just a, a, you know, it's just messed up that it's at his house. Uh, I don't know the, that he was a family friend. Which does mean that's which which goes to say uh, that they all know each other. Um, according to one source that I was reading, he was living with them at the house, their house in uh, well Janoris's house. This is at Janoris's house, excuse me, and this is in uh, Fairlawn, New Jersey. So they were all living together. Uh, well, I'm not too sure about the brother, but I do know the producer was living at the house. Um, and you just know how brothers are and just how we are in general about our, you know, abode. As long as you family, you probably got an in and out policy with them, <laughs> you know, as long as they helping out in whatever way. So. So I'm not too sure what the issue. It had to be some issue with the brother because now the brother's being charged with manslaughter. I think there was some. um strangulation or issue of suffocation but what they're saying is it's aggravated uh manslaughter 
um, which is interesting. Like I said, there's no real um, no real details out now. So I don't really know a motive. I don't know if there was beef between them at some point. And maybe, maybe you know, Janoris fits in it in some way. Maybe at least in the drama part of it. I don't know. I don't want to even speculate on that because there's nothing here to really speculate on now other than the fact that there's a dead body. It's a, it was at Janoris Jenkins' house. And uh, the big brother, William, has been charged with aggravated assault. Uh, in other football news, we got Daniel Hunter and the Vikings coming to uh, terms on a five-year extension worth $72 million with $40 million guaranteed and a $50 million signing bonus. Get that money, boy. I, not, I'm proud of you. Um, he's a third-round uh, third pick in a 2015 draft. This is value, people. This is value. He's had 147 tackles so far, 91 solo, 36 tackles for loss, 25 and a, and a half sacks at the end position, uh, 125 hurries, which is good, quarterback hurries. Also, three forced fumbles and two uh, fumble recoveries. So the man, the man can play. You can't deny that. Um, I think it's good to see. Uh, personally, uh Make that money. Make it. Make it. Make it, young man. Make it while you can. Uh, hopefully, you get some endorsements. Maybe you get to a point where you're like Gronkowski and don't necessarily need to use any of your uh, NFL contract money. You have all these endorsements. Uh, I think that's the best. That's the next route for you, young man. Maybe your team was a Super Bowl because you got your money now. You're set. Okay, and uh, finally in the NFL, we had the top 100 NFL players voted on their top 100 players, and they released that. And um, I guess without no surprise, Tom Brady is number one. I kind of don't buy it. I'm on a, more on the lines. He's still a little bit overrated, and he's just getting older. But, hey, this is, this is NFL players. I'm not going to argue too much with that. Um... I'll leave it at that. You know, I'm not bitter about him. I'm not. I'm. I'm over Tuck rule and all that. But I just don't think he. I mean, we'll see how the next year goes. If he can come right back and do it, then I think their their point is validated. But uh, I think Carson Wentz is is on the rise. Um, I, I personally, again, I don't. I don't believe in ranking the best solo players in team sports. I can rank the teams, but I'm not. In terms of now, if we're talking best quarterback, of course, maybe Tom Brady goes up there. Uh, there's still competition from Carson Wentz, in my opinion, now. But, uh, I mean, if we're talking about best overall player, I can't do that. That's, again, even with my bat, even with basketball, I can't. That doesn't make any sense. This is a team sport, so it doesn't make any sense. But, anyways, uh, the rest of the top, I'll just go through the rest of the top 10. Because they, you know, everybody likes the importance of lists. So, you got Antonio Brown, Carson Wentz, my, you know, one of my my dudes. And when I say my dudes, I say one of the, you know, up and coming athletes of a, of a, of a sport. He's on, he's up and coming. He's on the rise. You better watch out. Don't be mad when he starts winning titles or your team is losing to him. Just saying, that's one of my dudes right there. Got four. You got Julio Jones, wide receiver. We already know Atlanta Falcons who don't win nothing. Uh, five, Le'Veon Bell, of course, the dynamic running back who always wants more money. He's like the Latrell Sprewell of football. I got to feed my kids in my rap career. Well, dude, I don't know what to tell you. 
I don't know what to tell you. You're just unhappy. Maybe you just don't want to play in Pittsburgh. Anyways, six, we got Ty Gurley of the Rams. I think he's a pretty solid tack. I mean, a uh, tailback. So, um, I like him at number six, I guess. If we're going to make a, if we're going to make an overall player list, I guess. Uh, number seven, his teammate Aaron Donald. Pretty solid defensive lineman. Reason why they're solid on a defensive end. They're probably going to win the NFC West this year. Matter of fact, yeah, they are. Um, possibly, they possibly the Forty ers depending on Jimmy Garoppolo's progression and just overall what they can do defensively. Um, possibly they can give them a run for their money and possibly maybe challenge next year. But as of now, nah, this is the Rams' division to lose pretty much, and they might just lose it because, yeah. Just something about L.A. teams I never trusted. Anyways, at number eight, we got Drew Brees. Old man. The old man himself. The OG. Yeah, he got like one more year left. Especially if they don't do shit. Watch. He's going to retire. But like, fuck this. Number nine, we got Von Miller. Solid tackler. You know, AFC West. You know, he's going to be a legend. But uh, he got to come through us. He got to go through that desert in Vegas. And I think when the Raiders get raw, he ain't going to be raw no more. Mark my words. Anyways, and rounding out the top ten, we got A-Rod. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, of course, you know. I don't know. I think he's a little bit overrated. I need to see him, you know, get to another Super Bowl at least. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we come back. We're going to be talking about some MLB right quick. Uh, we're going to go to some scores and also a player signing. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. She got a buddy named SB12. Now you know the deal. We get freaky in the studio late night. That's why the beats that you hear coming real tight. Something to roll to, something to stroll to. If you's a player in the game, this'll hold you. More money, more money for the bankroll. Stick to the script, don't slip in the 9 4. A lot of fools put salt in the game to where these women get the notion that they run in the game. Huh? I run my own and I'm my own self person. No respect, make the situation worsen. Feel more HP and Sunnydale. There's a players club everywhere you dwell. Lakeview, PH, and Army Street. A different part of town, a different kind of freak. I just work on my toes on a mink rug and press plate on remote at the players club. Me and my homies, we tied it in the glove. We chop a lot of game, that's how we do it at the players club. Jump the pool, we'll keep it in the tub, cause we keep much ass at the players club. More champagne, Mr. Forte. From day one, I had to get my money right. Me flying Frankie J, we took an airplane flight, huh? They want to hear rap. I said, I right, bet. We dropped the beat, I grabbed the mic, and then they wrote a check. A few G's for the pocket, no hesitation. Took a flight back to the Golden State, and shops made orders from a whole new capital. The word was getting out, Votes out rappable. Don't need a Glock, but I bought one just in case. I could try to stop me from pursuing my paper chase. So the chase is on, because it don't stop. I got the beat, I got the rap, you make the Glock pop. So treacherous, and suckers could be sweaters on a bad day. By the way, just in case you never heard a rapper, Votes, I'm on a smooth tip. Never tripping on them suckers, popping off of the lip. I pop the top off the drink and we can roll some dang, bro. Leave the gat at the house, bring some dominoes. Kick off your shoes, relax and get a body rub. And shoot your mac and at these women at the players club. Me and my homies, we're tied in the club. We chop a lot of game, that's how we do it at the players club. We jump the pool, or kick 
listed, but don't get it twisted. VIP, that means the number's not listed. Membership is based on clout and how you carry yourself. Now, homie, what you all about? I stack paper and kick it with the OGs. Some got a nine to five, some took a lot of keys. You can learn a whole lot from a player. A lot of these players make a damn good rhyme sayer. A lot of people get a misconception and start drifting in the wrong direction. Miss Goody Two Shoe, I'll see you later. I ain't got time, you ain't nothing but a player hater. I'd rather kick it with the crew in Arizona. They chop game like we do in California. Another show, another flow, a new bank account. Where cash money comes in large amounts. So get your membership, but never slip the lane this fast. Or else fly, have to tap that ass. And drop it to the ground and make your knees scrub. It's just an everyday thing at the Players Club. Me and my homies, we tied it in the glove. We chop a lot of game, that's how we do it in the Players Club. Drop the pool. I like to send a shout out to all the players clubs throughout the world. I know they got a players club in Chicago. Man, what about that one they got in Philly, folks? You know they got one out there in Atlanta, the way they be chopping it. You ain't said shit. Detroit, New York, Texas. Yeah, but we gon' move on down to these players clubs closer to home, like Seattle, LA, Bakersfield, San Diego, PA, V-Town, Richmond, Sacramento. Yeah, but a special shout goes out to them players club right across the water in the biggity biggity O. Yeah, and last but definitely not least, yeah, them player clubs they got right there in the San Francisco motherfucking bay. Yeah. Where your players club at, folks? My players club right in the heart of Philmo. Uh, I feel you, boy. Where yours at, fly? Man, on the corner of 3rd Newcomb, right in the heart of HP. <laughs> huh. Peace to all you players out there, man. Yeah. We out. All right, my peoples, we're going to wrap this up. We got some uh, MLB news here. Uh, the Red Sox, they've decided to take a chance and sign uh, second baseman Brandon Phillips. This is a move, you know, for some death. And they pretty much signed him to a minor league contract. And he hasn't played uh, in 2018 yet. He hasn't been signed by anybody either. Uh, however, last year he went 285 with 13 home runs. Uh, so that's not too bad. And he's also a four-time uh, Golden Glove winner and an All-Star as well. So it's a at 36, it's a solid pickup. Uh, they got him at a decent value, and maybe he'll put up some numbers. All right, now we're gonna go through some scores right quick. We got the uh, Braves beating the Reds six-five. Uh, we also have the Royals coming out uh, coming out over the Brewers Brewers five to four. Uh, the Astros were able to beat the uh, the Blue Jays seven to six. Also, we're gonna go over uh, some some uh, future games today. We got the Mariners taking off against the Orioles. Uh, the Yankees versus the Phillies. The A's are gonna be facing the Tigers, and also the Giants are gonna be facing the Rockies. Uh, just a little. Uh, we're gonna add a little bit more here. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit NBA here. Uh, LeBron James has decided to. Uh, I guess um, save his team reveal for July the 4th um, you know this is one of his prima donna moves um, as good of a player he is he does love the show he does love to have all the attention 
Um, but it should be interesting, I guess, to see where he does eventually decide to go. Um, I myself personally, uh, which is all that's with with all that's out there, I think he still finds it in him to stay in Cleveland. But I think somebody in that front office has to go. Uh, I hope Gilbert. Uh, I think he. I hope he petitions to get Gilbert out of there. Uh, because I think if anything, it's the front office in Cleveland that's just always been ineffective. Um, I think a lot is made of LeBron and uh, his quote-unquote GM abilities and whatever, but eventually that comes down to the decisions of the man, uh, Gilbert, and uh, maybe his ownership. I don't know who to blame here, but something somebody in that front office is, is rancid at their job. They're not doing it right. Um, yeah, and I, and I think it's unfortunate that we're even at a point where he could definitely leave again. And I wouldn't necessarily blame him. I didn't even blame him the first time because they continuously year after year put sorry, pathetic teams in front of him. And it wasn't about trying to make him a hero. That's bullshit. They just they don't know scouting. They don't know basketball. They just figure, oh well, LeBron's the best player. He's gonna make these team this whole team to winners, no matter who we put in front of him. It doesn't work that way. And if he goes to the Lakers and Kawhi and maybe even Chris Ball decide to join him, you'll see why that's all bullshit. You'll see why he'll probably end up winning another another title if that happens, because you cannot just put some bullshit team together and just expect that. And that's pretty much what Cleveland has been doing. And they've just been baking on LeBron their whole entire. And that's been their 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 case. And I and I'll be honest with you, they are the they are the worst ran sports organization I have ever seen. And they should be ashamed of themselves, quite honestly. To be even be in a position to lose their franchise player once again. Because they couldn't they're not smart enough to to do scouting. They're not smart enough to scout. They're not smart enough to even scout NBA prospects. They're they're not they're not smart enough to even 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 put it put a remotely put a team together that's competent enough. And it's not even that Jeff Green and some of these players are bad, but you know you gotta have some type of productions from somewhere. Who who in the fuck decided to bring in Jose Calderon? Whose bright idea was it to bring in Derrick Rose, who couldn't even make it an entire season? Now that was ridiculous. They didn't do their homework in the, in the Isaiah Thomas trade. Come on, they got they they fucked themselves. I wouldn't want to play there either. That team is a that that organization. I mean, I and and I got I got respect for the coach and I got respect for the players, but that front office is a dumpster fire. So it's a dumpster fire, and it contaminates the entire. The, the the team and even contaminates LeBron. And I'm and I'm I feel for the man. But anyways, y'all, we're gonna wrap everything up for today. We will be back tomorrow. And we'll be back with the same old. You know how it is. This is never out of balance. This is your boy El Jamal. Much love. Peace out.